0: Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Amanda Bell. Good
1: morning, everyone. Um, We're going to start by going straight into our passage as Paul continues his statement before Agrippa and Festus. So he goes on. First to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and then to the Gentiles, I preach that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. That is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But God has helped me to this very day. So, I stand here and testify to small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer and, as the first to rise for the dead, would bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. At this point, Festus interrupted Paul and said, ''You you are out of your mind, Paul,'' he shouted, ''your great learning is driving you insane.'' And Paul has been in Caesarea for two years. Festus wants Paul back in the Jerusalem courts, but Paul has appealed to go to Rome in obedience to his vision in Acts 23. And Festus knows that Paul is innocent, and he could hardly send Paul to Rome without an acceptable explanation. So he must have been relieved when King Agrippa arrived along with his sister Bernice and expressed interest in hearing Paul personally. So after two years, we now have a hearing organised for the following day. And along with Agrippa and Benice, Festus invited all of the commanders and anyone important to gather with great pomp and circumstance in the auditorium. And you can kind of imagine that it would make a great movie scene. Um, and Benice has already been married three times and is openly in an incestuous relationship with Agrippa, her brother which would have been scandalous. And they're from the Herodian dynasty. So Agrippa's father had killed James and imprisoned Peter in Acts 12 and is later killed by an angel for accepting worship as a god. His grandfather had John the Baptist beheaded and his great-grandfather was the infamous Herod who had tried to kill Jesus as a baby. So you would have thought that this is the worst possible audience for Paul, though he doesn't quite seem to think about it in that way. But what really struck me about how Paul speaks is that he appeals to Agrippa culturally and personally. And Paul begins by saying, King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today, especially so because you are well acquainted with all all of the Jewish customs and controversies. And throughout, the emphasis falls upon Paul's conduct as a Jew and his opposition from the Jews. And in all of this, Paul is asserting that Christianity is Jewish. And Paul's argument hinges on the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead, and specifically on the resurrection of Jesus. The issue is whether or not the gospel was, as the Jews charged, a cult opposed to and distinct from Judaism. But Paul emphasises that the gospel is the fulfilment of the Jewish law. In verse 22 he is saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen, i.e. that Jesus is the promised Messiah and he rose from the dead. And if belief in the resurrection of the dead is the fundamental, is a fundamental premise of Judaism, how is it that the Jews condemn Paul for believing in the resurrection of Jesus? And it's with this emphasis that Paul turns to Agrippa, the appointed king in Judea, and asks, why is it considered incredible among you people if God does raise the dead? In verse 8. And Agrippa, Paul believed was convinced that the Old Testament revelation was the word of God. Agrippa also knew from his own experience that Paul was speaking truthfully and accurately. Paul's words, Agrippa must know, were consistent both with the Old Testament revelation and with events as they had taken place in Israel. So Paul makes his appeal personal and pointed through connecting with Agrippa within their shared Jewish culture. And he also makes it personal and pointed because there's a life application if Jesus is indeed the Messiah. Agrippa and Bernice know that they are living a sinful life, not just by their incestuous relationship, but also by being hand in glove with the Romans and living an all out corrupt and luxurious lifestyle. They were everything that the devout Jew would have hated. And Paul says here in verse 20, I preach that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. And it was John the Baptist who originally preached the call to repentance, rebuking grandfather Herod for illegally marrying his brother's wife. And Paul doesn't go full on John the Baptist here. There are no broods of vipers. But he must have known that his words would have exposed his audience even as they connected with them. And I wonder if that's why Festus chooses this moment to interrupt and tell Paul he's gone mad. And you can kind of imagine it. It's the dinner party object of conversation has suddenly got a bit close for comfort. And the problem with Christianity is that it is too close to remain comfortable. Holiness exposes sin. And how many times have I felt tempted to tone down what Jesus says so that it will be more palatable to my friends? But the message of repentance and good deeds is also the message of light. In verse 23, Paul proclaims the Messiah brings the message of light. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And as we step into Advent, Advent, that is what we are remembering when it is dark and cold and the world around us is in chaos. And that is the good news of great joy that the world needs to hear. Light is the nature and the character of God. In the beginning, he created the light to dispel the darkness and chaos that was all over the earth. And darkness represents everything that God isn't. Wickedness, unrighteousness, isolation, death. And actually, we are called not to be conceited, overbearing preachers, but holy and humble light bearers who aren't ashamed to speak the message of light into our culture, even if it's personally uncomfortable. Jago sometimes reminds us that when we preach, we preach to disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. And why should we be ashamed? If God is light, then he is completely, unreservedly, absolutely holy, with no sin, no tint of iniquity, no hint of injustice. And when the light dispels the darkness, injustice and corruption are lifted. Cultures change, brokenness is restored and the kingdom of heaven comes. And the light is for all. to you stand unashamed before God? And I want to end um, reading some of my favourite words of encouragement from 1 John, which is so good for us to remember as we go into Advent and away from lockdown, as we seek to share the message of light and the good news of great joy before great and small. And it says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Amen.
0: Thanks, Amanda. And today we prayed into the fact that God is light, that the gospel is the message of light and that we are to be holy and humble light bearers. We prayed this for our church, for the Christmas services coming up, including the carols on the common. And we prayed this for those we know who are most in darkness at the moment. So we'd love you to uh, pray into that today uh, as you listen to this. We also gave thanks that the lockdown's over and pray for protection for our country and wisdom's, wisdom for the leaders of this country. Thanks so much for praying.